Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Friday. It is uh, July 7th as we finish up the first full week, even though it was kind of a short week with the 4th of July holiday in there um, and, and Monday being just kind of a slow day. Uh, we, we finish up this week kind of on a down note, and uh, we'll talk about that and more uh, when Dave joins us here in just a few seconds. Before we do that, though, let's not forget that um, there is one thing that you actually do have some control over when it comes to your portfolio. And that is how much risk are you taking in that portfolio? And does it really match up with the amount of risk you should be taking in your portfolio? Folks, we've got a process to walk through to get you to the right place with the amount of risk you have in your portfolio. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement analysis, where we help you design the retirement you always dreamed of. With that, we've got Dave coming up next. Morning. I'm glad you're here. We're at 840 now, 20 before 9. It's time to check in and see what your IRA and 401k are doing this morning on Wall Street. Can't be a lot worse than yesterday. Who knows? Might be better. Let's go downtown to Statler Financial Services' very own Philip Statler, who's on the line with us. Philip, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Dave. Hey, it's, uh, you know, this we're finishing up this first uh, full week. I guess you call it a full week, even though we had a day off in the middle. Um, of, of July, and, and so far it's not been a, a really good start to the third quarter. However, uh, today maybe we got a little bit better good news uh, that may help us out a little bit. There's possibility. reason that we're kind of feeling down on the first few days of July is yesterday we got the ADP private sector employment growth, and it just absolutely knocked it out of the ballpark, which is not what we wanted to give the Federal Reserve as far as reasons for uh, Reasons for raising interest rates at the end of the month. The Dow fell 366 points. The Standard & Poor's was down 35. The NASDAQ was down 113, all of them in the neighborhood of a full percent in one day. It was just basically they were selling everything but their shoes on the floor of the exchange yesterday. And that brings us up to this morning, and everybody was all nervous about the government data report because the dump this morning, if it showed that kind of growth in employment rate, it was going to kind of confirm that the economy is still running hot and the Federal Reserve was going to kneecap us again with another rate increase. Well, didn't quite turn out that way. They were expecting around 240,000 new jobs in the economy last month. We only got 209, and... Of course, somebody with stinking thinking decided to compare that to how far ago, Philip? Uh, December of 2020 was the last time we <laughs> saw that few jobs uh, uh, reported for a, for a month. So, but but that's hey, that's uh, okay. I mean, we we expected jobs to start to fall off, right? I mean, that is our expectation. Obviously, with what came out with ADP yesterday, we we didn't expect to see what we are seeing right now. Uh, but, but I think from an economic standpoint, yes, you, you know, you, you hate the people that lose their jobs uh, yesterday, but, and there's less jobs probably to be had, but you know, the, the jobs created um, that's um, th that shows a slowing in the economy. And I know it's a, it's a double-edged sword, right? We want to make the fed happy and we want to keep from going into a recession and, and those two things just do not work together normally, and and we'll be blessed if we can make it through this year, and and make both those things happy. 
Absolutely. And the combination of information yesterday, we had that weirdly high private sector employment growth, but first-time jobless claims were pretty much where they've been and what was expected, pretty much the sifting and windowing that takes place in a normal economy. So that was, at the very least, indicated that the uh, employment market is, at the very least, what do they like to call it, resilient? <laughs> so exactly. Hey, I won't mention this because I just, I mean, yeah. I know you usually mention the JOLTS report, the job openings report. And we yeah. didn't really talk about that because it came out after our report yesterday. And, and I'm looking at it uh, on my sp- spreadsheet today, and, and it did decline uh, mm-hmm. from $10.3 million in, uh, in April to $9.8 million in May. Now, that may not sound like a big deal, but that's a half a million jobs uh, openings that have been taken out of the system. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and it gets to that point we're looking at, uh, you know, I, I didn't hear what the total uh, the total continuing claims were in the process, but with a little bit of luck, we're down to the point where we're under 10 jobs open for every person looking. Because that, that was yeah. what our problem was before. And uh, it's still being reflected, by the way, on the uh, government data dump for today. The other side of the fence, other than employment growth being a little slower than they expected it to be, which is good news from the standpoint of the macro front, bad news for the individual, was that the uh, overall unemployment rate stays at 3.6%. Uh, it's down a little bit from last month, the 37 but that was what was expected. Wage growth, on the other hand, is up to 4.4% year over year. So while we're not beating inflation, at the very least, we're coming close to keeping up with it. That was a little more than expected. And a four-tenths of one percent annual hourly wage increase for the average worker last month. Uh, Like I said, resilience seems to be the good term to describe the employment market. We're holding in there while we're putting the brakes on just a little bit. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting now to see um, because we've got a lot of different data points out there. It's going to be interesting to see, you know, what does the Fed do with the information they're getting? Now, obviously, we're not done getting information, right? Next week, uh, we've got, uh, you know, CPI comes out next week. That's going to be important. Um, so I, I think that'll be another big deal right there on Wednesday next week is uh, what does the consumer price index look like? Absolutely. And uh, by and large, just talking about the odds makers, and they're generally pretty accurate on this, uh, markets are pricing in, as of last night, they say a 95% chance that the Fed will raise interest rates on us again in the last week of the month when they meet next time. Uh, This change in the employment picture uh, from the official report might give us a little bit of a crack in that armor, but we're just kind of assuming another quarter point's going to happen. And based on the employment number yesterday, you were feeling really sick about it and suggesting they might even look at a half a point now. Uh, yeah, I mean, that number, obviously, today's number kind of cancels that number out, right? Because the government number is what they're really going to look at uh, when they're looking at those things. But, you know, I think next week the, the CPI number is going to play a big role. Um, and, and what the Fed thinks. And of course, next week, you've got the Fed, you know, the Fed president's all over the place speaking. So that's going to cause <laughs> havoc to the markets. Oh, yeah. They get one they get one week worth of window where they can do the rubber chicken tur- circuit and flannel mouth to death. And then they have to shut up for a week. And I always dread the week where they all take the free chicken. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
because that that's when people like Bullard start flapping their jaws and all heck can break loose. Uh, other trivia going through the uh, markets today. There was a report on uh, car sales. Ford's automotive sales jumped 10% last quarter. But they couldn't sell an electric vehicle, evidently, to save their neck. Hyundai has now passed up General Motors, and Ford's way behind General Motors on electric vehicle sales. Tesla's still number one, but I'm, I'm going to stand on the notion, I just don't think the market's ready for an all-electric car yet to be put into wide usage. No, it's not. It's not. It's, it's, it's going to be a small sliver of the, of the sector of our you know, people out there are going to push towards that electric vehicle because, let's face it, you still cannot go cross-country in an electric vehicle. You can't go from here to Atlanta. Really, that, that's, time that's basically what I've been saying about EVs. I'm perfectly amenable to looking at one. However, if I've got an emergency up north and I want to pile in the car, I want to drive 800 miles without having to stop overnight. And uh, so far, I can't do that with an electric car. Hybrid, I could consider. But uh, right now, i got a little compact that gets 45 miles a gallon on the highway, so I feel all responsible environmentally, and I'm not dependent upon finding a charging station and sitting and picking my nose for eight hours. Yeah, and that's, good. that's the deal. And, and I don't know what it's going to take to resolve that issue, and, and that because that's going to take a huge uh, improvement in, in battery ability, and, and I'm not sure where they are on that research. Yeah, I think the technology will get there eventually, just for the sake of mass sales, given our American love affair with being able to jump in the car and driving a thousand miles. It's just, it's it's an uphill sell at this point in time. It's a number two car for a lot of families. For an around town car, I can see the value, but then again, if I drop $50,000 in a car, I want it to be my daily driver, don't you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, these days, $50,000 barely buys you a stripped-down pickup truck, so... Uh, let's see. Oh, yes. Uh, d- trivia point number two here. It's been hot lately. Is that a surprise to you? Oh, man. It's brutal. Yeah, it's been ridiculous. They, they've come up with the idea of how much it's costing us. This heat wave across the country has, has increased uh, emergency room visits by 235,000 over the last couple of weeks. And it's cost the economy $1 billion in health care just this summer because of the heat wave we've been having. Doesn't that just make your heart go pity pat? And that don't include what our electric bills are going to go up because of the AC, right? Uh, yeah, so profit-making hospitals might not be a bad investment at this point on the short term anyway. Uh, personal savings, we don't have a number on it coming out of the government, but I found a chart in one of my tip sheets. Our personal savings, and this is indicative of the, uh, of the challenges in the economy, our personal savings rate has now fallen to below 2019 levels when we were spending money like drunken sailors. Then we saved like a crazy bunch once the uh, pandemic hit and the stimulus money came in. It's been declining ever since we got out of the pandemic. And as of this past month, it's now officially below where it was back in 2019 when we were in happy days or here again mode. Well, yeah, and I, and I can see that, right? Because people are, are losing their jobs, right? So they're probably having to spend down whatever they did have saved up. I'm looking at my interest rate chart. We do not have a single interest rate below 4% right now, Dave. <laughs> kind of explains why the mortgage rates bumped their nose on seven this week, doesn't exactly. it? Exactly. 
Absolutely. Uh, we are going to start earnings season in about a week, week and a half or so, and the big financials start talking about last quarter. But there are some stragglers out there, and something most of us have in our closet reported. Levi Strauss had something to say last night, didn't they? They did. They reported earnings. They did beat by a penny a share. Um, they're getting really hit hard this morning because they lowered their uh, earnings expectations for the year by about 20 cents a share on both the top and the bottom uh, number. So they expected their uh, earnings to be for the year somewhere between a dollar thirty and a dollar forty um, before they came out with this announcement. Now it's between a dollar ten and a dollar twenty. So basically a 20 cents decline across the board of expectations. And, and that's got Levi down uh, currently 7.4%. Ouch. Yeah. It, you know, they're a relatively new public offering, but they are one of those old heritage country, companies in the country that we expected great things from and steady predictable things when they went public. Yeah, exactly. You know, because they are a brand that everybody recognizes and um, still, you know, they're one of the brands that people like. I I remember when people used to come over, Asian folks and would come over. uh, That's one of the things they wanted. They want a pair of Levi's to take back with them. (laughs) There was a used jeans uh, cachet and uh, used Levi's for a lot of years. I'm assuming it still is. People were paying premium prices for 50 year old Levi's because natural weathering was even heavier. It's a, well, they'll recover just fine as soon as we got enough cash to be able to stop buying the $10 Walmart specials, right? (laughs) That's right. That'll do it. It was a bloodbath yesterday on Wall Street, everything being relative. 45 minutes before we open, I saw some indications of a recovery off of that unemployment report this morning. How are we doing? Yeah, there was a recovery, Dave, and then they looked and they saw and they did some more looking and now it's back down. <laughs> so we've given oh, back some you know, we've given back some of that green that we gained when the number came out. But we've got the uh, Dow 30 basically even right now, as well as the S&P 500 even. The only thing is up just a tad right now is the NASDAQ 100. It's up a little over a tenth of a percent. Uh, looking at the other side, we got silver up six tenths. Uh, back up over 23 to $23.02 an ounce. Uh, gold's up uh, a little over six-tenths of a percent. Crude oil's up uh, about a third of a percent to 72.01 a barrel right now. Ooh, we're bumping out of that trading range I was liking exactly. for a while there, huh? Exactly. Yeah. Overseas markets, the Asian rim kind of looked at us and said, maybe our central bank doesn't know what they're doing. They traded off big time overnight again last night. The uh, overall composite out of the Asian rim was down 1.69%. Everybody was in the red. Europe, on the other hand, kind of has a mixed report this morning. I got Italy up, France up. The uh, United Kingdom is off, but all of it just fractionally this morning, midway through their day. Getting a retirement plan together, no matter what your age is, is important because the uh, strategy changes depending upon age and your individual financial condition. How do I get with you to customize my retirement, Philip? Yeah, that's exactly why we developed our core retirement design. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement analysis. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730 and 95.3 FM. And you and me back together Monday to tell you what happened over the weekend. Philip, you have a dynamite weekend ahead. Stay cool, and we'll see you Monday. All right, you too, buddy.
Thank you, sir. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us as we close out this first week of July and the first week of the third quarter. Uh, I hope you have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you again on Monday. Have a great day. Bye now.